Tyler actively wants to party with our runny nose kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's inviting it. All about it. Mm-hmm. Love being sick. <laughs> Hey dads and non-dads, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast. This is a podcast where three brothers, hey. and one guy who wishes he was our brother, hey. talk about dad stuff, and sometimes non-dad stuff. We felt like the portrayal of dads in pop culture didn't really represent us or our friends very well, so we decided to start a podcast to talk about what dad life is really like for us. Well, first of all, thank you so, so much uh, for all of the five-star ratings and the reviews and all the shares on social. Uh, Please keep them coming so that more people can uh, figure out what we're doing here. And on that note, we are going to start promoting each episode of the Hey Dad podcast uh, only on the Hey Dad socials uh, rather than just constantly spamming all of our personal accounts. So uh, this would be a good time, if you don't already, to follow us um, at Hey Dad on Instagram at Hey Dad Box on Facebook and Twitter. And if you really want to make sure that you never miss an episode of the Hey Dad podcast, uh, I would suggest you subscribe. Or you can just like follow us in real life, like get in your car, wait outside our houses. Be here in the room with us right now while we're recording. I live on California. You just come by and hang out. Is that your actual address? It really yeah, is. It absolutely is. That's where he lives. <laughs> yep. Don't bleep it out. I want things to get real here. <laughs> On today's episode, uh, we are going to talk about one of the hard parts of, of having kids, which is how much your friendships change uh, almost immediately when you have your first kid. And so we've got people on this episode with kids and Tyler on this episode without kids. And so sort of from both sides of this, we just want to talk through how can you continue to like have good friendships post-kids? Going from being a person uh, with no kids to being someone with kids, it, it as a friend, that's just such a game changer. Yeah. Like, so as someone with no kids, if you are my friend and you tell me you're pregnant, I think two things. One, like, I can't help but be like, mm, were you guys trying to be pregnant? Like, <laughs> yeah. is this good Are news? we happy? Did yeah, you I'm, mean to do that? <laughs> I'm always like, and how do you feel about yeah. that? This is good. Oh, it's try- good, it's good, yes. You're trying to read facial cues? Yeah. Like, yeah. are you stoked about this? Like, I know we're going to go get a beer either way, <laughs> but is it a sad beer or a happy beer? Yeah. <laughs> One of each, maybe. <laughs> um, and then the second thing that I, I automatically think whenever I hear that, is, well, I guess I won't be seeing you so much anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I think that, at least for me, and I was like the first one of my group of friends to have kids, I 100% did not see coming how much it was going to change my male friendships. I 100% did not see coming how much. stick with it, male friendships. (laughs) Male friendships. Male friendships. I feel like... Male kind. I feel like what you say, <laughs> male cute, male cute. I I feel like it just it tightened my circle of yeah. of people that I see with any sort of regularity so dramatically in a way that I wasn't expecting, and it just sort of became: Are you either in my family, or are you someone who can help me with this kid? <laughs> <laughs> And then if the answer is yes to one of those questions, we will continue yeah, to see. Will you it. teach me how to change a diaper? <laughs> a lot less room for luxury friendships. Yeah. yeah. I've always considered our friendship a luxury friendship, Tyler. <laughs> well, it's because I always buy you fancy things. <laughs> yeah, I know for me, I've felt that a lot. Like when I start to see my friends less and less uh, after they have kids or they're able to come to less things or they say no to way more, for me, like – 
having kids paints a picture of a loss of flexibility, a loss of availability. And I think if you are my friend and you have a kid, we are not going to be as close anymore. And I think that for a lot of my friends that don't have kids, I think that's like a commonality of a hangup of like, there is a sense of acknowledgement. Yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm getting myself into, but I do know like pretty much with consistency across the board, if I have kids, it means my social life is like dwindling or changing really dramatically in a way that I'm like not sure I'm excited about. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where um, some version of the phrase, like, I didn't sign up for this, that's when that pops into your head. Uh, either as the friend, the non-dad friend, or the dad friend, where you're like, yeah, okay, I, when we were trying or not trying to get pregnant, you know, there was lots of things I was thinking about when, with this new chapter of life, losing my friends, not one of them. Didn't sign up for that. I think what it does is it really, like, winnows your friendships in a way that m- maybe you're not ready for. Because I found in my experience that there's still a very a much smaller group of friends that are mm. my really close friends than I thought were my really close friends before yeah. I had yeah. kids. It sort of forces this ruthless prioritization, and some of it is intentional and some of it isn't. But you sort of almost find yourself like, oh, who are the people that I'm still in touch with? Who are the people that I still know what's going on in their lives? And on purpose or otherwise, like, oh, th- those must be my really close friends. Or or those must be the people that are sort of like willing to go on this journey with me. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, I, th- I thought I had 20 close friends. Turns out I only have like three. Good good use of winnowing. That's like a really good visual for me right now. Where, now, am, I, where are my grain farmers at? Yeah. yeah. And who are my like chaff friends that just <laughs> are just going to be taken by the wind, you know? That's, that's where I've been the last 30 seconds. So thank you. Yeah, this is just another thing. Like as a non-dad, I just don't get the grain references. <laughs> <laughs> It's a part of it. It's it's hard to under explain on the on this side of it. When you start having kids, basically your entire life becomes grain, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. So I've noticed that all three of you become grain farmers. <laughs> you, can you tell me about that? Because yeah. I just don't get it. I'd be curious to hear this. When did you know that your friendship with both Kevin and Andy after they had kids had changed? Like, were, were there specific things? You don't got to talk about me at all. Like, let's just leave you and me out of it. But like, because no one can explain our friendship. <laughs> it's even hard, if I tried. It's hard to categorize. <laughs> I think for me, it's easy to lump my brothers into this category because they're some of my best friends. But I don't know. I think I think for them, it's it's kind of no different than any of my other close friendships where. When when kids got introduced into the picture, for me, there just became this very like hard-lined sense of things will change, especially in regards to scheduling. You know, like we were talking about the idea of like, yeah, me texting you at midnight and being like, "What are you doing?" probably isn't a thing anymore. Mm. Um, and some of that is that's on that's on like the non-dad to just like accept that because that's good and normal like okay this is different you guys aren't getting the hey you up texts from Tyler <laughs> like I said Derek no one can explain our friendship <laughs> but uh, like as someone with no kids like I will judge you hardcore for the ways that you as a dad or a parent are super rigid and inflexible and I think that's more like the big picture thing like yeah. I just can't understand it like for instance I have friends that have said like, we can't hang out mid-morning or mid-afternoon because that's nap time. And just the idea that, like, that's a sweeping thing that I have to go, like, okay, I will not see you as a friend in these times of day 
feels crazy to me. Yeah. Instead of some kind of like communication to be like, hey, on my end, I have to accept that things are different. And on your end, because you're the master of like your kid's schedule and you know what your kids need or whatever, like you, I expect you also to like lead the way in making alternative suggestions. Like, like if I, if I call you and I'm like, hey, you want to go to, you know, the park this afternoon? Um, I'm thinking like two o'clock and you're like, Hey, my kid naps at two o'clock. What I would expect rather than like, ah, can't nap time to me. That just makes me go like, I will less and less reach out to you then. Yeah. You must not want to hang out. You must not want to hang out with me or I go, okay, cool. I will never check in with you in the afternoon now instead of going like, Oh, you know, the kids are probably gonna be napping around too. Do you want to come over and have a beer? And then maybe when they wake up, we could do the park or Hey, what if, you know, like that's not a great time for the park, but I'd love to hang. You want to come by or like to provide some kind of alternative yeah, to me. Then I just go like, Oh, well, I guess that person like mentally check them off the list for being unavailable for those kinds of things forever. Mm-hmm. Speaking of someone who like, I hate being the one who's responsible and organizing activities. There was nothing better than having a kid because now I had a built in excuse. I could be like, <laughs> Oh, sorry. My kid's napping. <laughs> Or, hey, you know what? Nap time is uh, between one and five, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my kid naps on Tuesdays, so it's not going to work. Tuesday's not good. Oh, Tuesday's actually. nap day around here. Yeah, sorry. But I'm 100% like, I will full-on cop to using my kid as an excuse. Not to avoid hanging out with people I don't want to hang out with, but just to have to be responsible for the schedule or the planning of something. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, man, I don't know, dude. Can you let me know when? You know, like, I'm... <laughs> So non, I just I just can't commit to anything, and having a kid has really helped me. I think we found out like a Derek sucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I just learned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, real bad friend. That's awful. And yeah. maybe bad dad. <laughs> yeah, good dad. Bad, bad friend. friend. <laughs> I think you just named the episode. Good dad. Good dad. dad bad friend. <laughs> so so I think what you're saying, Tyler, around naps. Um, I think there's like degrees in there, and there is definitely like the crazy schedule like completely inflexible no matter what side of things that I think is really unreasonable I think before I had kids I didn't understand the like waterfall effect of messing with a kid's schedule and the just like all the different variables that you're constantly keeping in your head and the fragility of a kid's mood and how much that affects your life for like at least the rest of the day. How about the fragility of a kid's nap? Like for me, like <laughs> yeah, once the nap exactly. starts, I'm like, well, this is very exciting, much like fire, and I do not want to ruin it at all. <laughs> so I'm just gonna let it happen. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah, exactly. Everyone's tiptoeing around the house. Yeah, the fragility of the nap, I think, makes sense, and just the fragility of their mood, where kids, at least the kids, and maybe we created this, I don't know, but like our kids have a schedule, and it's not like we can't break it. We break it all the time. Like I. At least I like to think we're not the crazy, inflexible people. Mm-hmm. But but every single time we agree to to break that schedule, we are signing ourselves up. For consequences. For later. consequence. Or for a high probability of consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like where you're like, well, couldn't you just like move that around? It's like, yes. The answer is yes. It's just that that calculus Is it worth it? It's it, not. I actually think is it worth it is like the central question mm-hmm. of this episode. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Oh, you want to hang out late? Is it worth it? Okay, well, that means that if the kid's up in the middle of the night, that means, and me as a married person, that means my wife's going to have to, and that means, okay, and then, that means I'm probably, then I should probably get up early with them if she's going to be up. And then there's all of that math that you're always doing. 
And that your non-dad friends don't know. They're just not doing that math. They don't we don't to. understand. And so when we hear, like, no, can't, kids are napping, without all the... And, and then I imagine that puts you in a weird place. You're like, okay, do I have to, like, apologize for, like, my family rhythms? Like, yeah, no, you, sorry, this is the season of life we're in. Our kids will... Uh, if they don't, then this will this bad thing will happen. But maybe we could blah, 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 blah. Like, that's extensive. Do you want to have, like, a... A text thesis explaining why yeah, yeah, you're yeah. in this season of just life. Just copy paste. It's just the same yeah. in your notes. I have a template. It's a vacation responder. <laughs> like yeah. set up out of between one to two p.m. every day during nap time. But Hi. Hi. Sorry. Insert friend's name here. I can't hang out because insert child's name is napping. <laughs> yeah. And I think in this kind of situation, like I think we as parents can tend to turn our children into gremlins. How we talk like, sorry, can't feed them after midnight and can't get them wet because <laughs> they can't will. Get They'll become monsters. But, yeah, I mean, like, and here's the deal. Like, we've had several things where we've been like, man, dude, this sucks. Allie hasn't gotten her nap today, and she's going to be a freaking bear later. But it's like... But it, but it was for a good cause. There was a good reason. So you're it. saying there's, like, a limit. Like, if something is... A, if there's a good enough reason... Yeah. To mess up Atlee's schedule. Yeah, you're. In a, I know what this means. So this thing that we're gonna cancel nap time for better be awesome. Exactly. So that's why the question of is it worth it is almost becomes like, am I worth it? Am I yeah. the person mm. who yeah. is this thing that I've been invited to yeah. worth? Yeah, messing I, my kid. I think worth possibly messing I think my kid. Like, formally invited to you. Could I, say. I think like talking about worth. Like one of the things that you know stings a little bit for me is I just think about the time that Derek and Amy didn't come to our wedding because their kids <laughs> because their kids got back. From a vacation two days prior, and they needed to quote unquote recover. <laughs> <laughs> recover from vacation. So uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk I'm, about it. Let's steer into the storm, guys. <laughs> from what I can remember, I really wanted to go to the wedding, but it was Amy's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so for context. For context, Tyler had his wedding in Narnia. <laughs> You had to drive, like, three hours away for Tyler's wedding and, like, pretty much spend the night. And as someone who did bring kids to the wedding, it wasn't easy. Yeah, how was to, it? Did you have a great time to do that? Doing that? It was great. Yeah, it was one of the best weddings I've ever been to, Derek. <laughs> okay. That's right. Now, I was, talking more, I was talking more about your... What did you learn, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but was the experience with the kids? Was it awesome? How were the kids? They were they were fine. They weren't good, but it was but it was they I'll tell you, I'll they tell you what good. It was worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is being the the non-parent. So like to caricaturize it, we hear Derek and Amy got back from a vacation 2 days ago. Get it, jet lag, recovery, whatever. And they're choosing not to be at my once in a lifetime wedding because <laughs> because their kids might be grumpy. Might and be so, grumpy. And so so for us, we go. That is crazy bananas, <laughs> and I feel unworthy of ruining Atlee's nap yeah. for my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you heard, is Tyler worth it? Answer, no. Answer, no, because Atlee might be grumpy until she sleeps and feels better tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so good. It's like it's like either Derek has lost his mind or he doesn't like me as much as I thought he did. I, I'm not sure which one I want the answer to be. Guys, there's a lot there's a lot of projection going on right now. <laughs> I uh I wish I could take it back. I wish I could have gone to your wedding. I heard it was lovely. I've seen pictures. And clearly I was supposed to be a guest of honor, and my presence there was going to mean a whole lot. 
Yeah, I definitely felt like I remember when Tyler was giving the speech and he was like, and I just want to say thanks to my best friend, Derek. And we then he looked spotlight. around, <laughs> scanned the room, and then there was the empty seat, the, mm-hmm. the spotlight shown on. Mm-hmm. It's like the scene in the movie where like the dad doesn't com- come to the kid's talent show and there's an empty seat in the front row. Because, mm-hmm. Derek, I've always seen you as like a dad in a talent no, show okay. role yeah. in my life. Well, I mean, okay, I'll be fair. First off, I didn't necessarily see it as being a once-in-a-lifetime thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how things are going with you and Kelly, but whatever. Uh, second off, I just don't know uh, how much more I can apologize for this <laughs> one thing that I didn't go to your wedding. Yeah, well, for me, I think now that we have the apology on, on recording, I can yeah. just play that back whenever I feel like being <laughs> passive-aggressive. <laughs> But I think this wedding combo is just, like, the, the caricature of the whole, yeah. like, picture of... The fact that someone without kids cannot understand some of the decisions that people with kids make on behalf of their kids. And then there's this sense of, like, do I have to explain everything to my friends who doesn't don't have kids? Or am I, do I, am I just cool living with the fact that they're not going to understand or they're going to think we're crazy? Or there's also this sense of, like, oh, they don't get it. Like... I think I think we feel like that sometimes. Like our our parent friends are like, "Oh, that's cute. You think we can hang out at nighttime?" Like, I, I feel like, <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, "There has to be like a happy medium. There has to be some kind of third way where like we as non parents can have grace, but you as parents can like in a non crazy way like ex- cannot, explain cannot be little- so freaking precious about your kid's schedule. Well, yeah, and or like just explain a little bit and, and offer an alternative. I, I feel like that's super reasonable and and a completely fair expectation for you to have of of the friends that you expect to continue making your friendship a priority when they have kids. I think the thing, more than the inflexibility of naps or just the craziness in general, like the thing that is probably the most helpful for you to keep in mind, especially for a new dad, is that he has never in his life been this physically or emotionally tired, ever. And like not even close, not even a... It's this, and then there's a mile gap, and then there's number two. Mm-hmm. And so I think. And then there's like the time he got back from a vacation and needed 48 hours to recover. <laughs> I, think, I think, like, when. And the, so the thing to keep in mind is that the, the hard truth is that hanging out with you is probably not as important as it was before. And like, that. It, it, it saying it that directly can be hurtful, but mm-hmm. like, it's just true. It's like, there's this new thing in my life. That's more important to me than anything else. And it sucks almost all of my life force out every single day. And I think what the new dad, there's this grace period I think you have to give to any new dad where it's just like go into the black hole. And at some point when you're ready to come out of the vortex, like I'll help you with that. Yeah. Or even like after vacation. Or after (laughs) vacation. Like if you just have a baby or if you go on vacation, those are like two very similar things. How do you not just lean into the needs of the kid and have this weird codependent relationship with your kid and their schedule and their needs and not take care of yourself and not value yeah. your friends? And it's like it's like the kid is so much more important to you than anything else ever has been that it it's easy to convince yourself that it's the only important thing versus yeah. just the most important like thing. Like when me and Amy first became parents, like we did we clearly did not have that figured out. And I'd like to think that over the course of the years, like if you get married again, I'll totally. <laughs> but um, but that that at first, like you, you hold things so precious and so dear to you, like your kids' schedule and their well being, and I hope they don't get cranky. And then, but then you also, as you continue like becoming a parent, and as you continue on that journey, you realize that like it's it's messy. Like mm-hmm. things are gonna get weird. 
Like that could be a subtitle for Hey Dad podcast. Is things are gonna get weird because <laughs> yeah. that's literally what dad life or parent, parenting life is. Is it gets weird and things get off kilter and off balance and like you snap at each other and you lose sleep and you and you end up like saying things you don't mean and whatever you know. But but yeah, we definitely have some things to learn. And I think one thing that we learned, you know, in the course of that first year or two is that like we we can't micro manage every single aspect of our kids' life at the cost of our relationships and our friendships. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. But for a while it feels like that. Oh totally. It feels yeah. like if I just keep this kid, you know, doing all the things that the kid needs and I manage their mood and manage their needs and feed them at the right time, that's it. That's my whole life. And it it does feel like that for a while. And coming up for air from that is is hard because it's weird because sometimes you feel bad because you're with your kid and you want to be with your friends. Mm-hmm. And you feel like that's bad and wrong and you shouldn't feel that way. And then sometimes you feel bad because your friends want to hang out and you don't. Yeah. Mm. And like that feels bad and weird. And you're just adjusting to this new big variable in the social equation that you used to have. I feel like what I want to hear from my like dad friends is I want to hang out with you and I can't always, and I'll try to like be reasonable and like help you understand if there's something you understand. And what I want to make sure like my dad friends feel for me is like, I will have a lot of grace because I, I know you're doing your best. And can you help me understand? Cause I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and also can you, can you reassure me that you're doing your best? Like there is a little bit of oh, that. Like, wow, yeah. like, are you actually doing yeah, your best? I know you're doing well. That, okay, so that's. I think that's it. Is like, I know you're doing your best as a dad. I don't feel like you're doing your best as a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, like what you're just saying about you're going like my whole world is like keeping this human alive and being like I'm succeeding as a dad. And I'm like, yeah, but like three months ago, your whole world was like you used to be my roommate and we used to play soccer on Tuesday nights and like we had this text thread going and you've disappeared from all those things. So mm-hmm. what I feel like is you're actually doing zero. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're doing your best at this thing, and I feel like, well, I'm not involved in that thing. But in terms of our friendship, you're doing way worse. So, Andy, Tyler's the non-dad. Derek and I have both been dads for around five years now. Um, but you're still in your, like, just it's been just a year now. So this is still, like, relatively fresh for you. So what has it been like to transition from non-dad to dad and try to relate with all the friends you had before you were... And also be honest, if Tyler had a wedding right now, he would <laughs> you wouldn't go, right? I mean, I mean it was in back Narnia me, back though. Me up. It was pretty great. Hey, can somebody back me up here? <laughs> um when when I was uh when I was a new husband, I would say the similar thing between being a new husband and a new dad is that you have to say goodbye to the previous version of yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, you, mm. you, and it takes a while to, to sink in. Um, it kind of comes at you in waves where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm a husband. And to the same extent, oh my gosh, I'm a dad. And uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, you don't just flip a switch all at once. And, uh, but, but part of realizing this new stage is also going, oh no, like I'm also saying goodbye to aspects of my life. Uh, I didn't realize I was going to have to say goodbye to that. And that kind of change, uh, there could be some real deep resistance you sense in, in yourself because uh, at some core level, you know this new stage is going to require more of me than I've ever given before. And while I might want this and I maybe I invited this, uh, I'm realizing also I kind of don't want this. And I, mm. I feel, I feel mm. conflicted that, that, that both of those things are happening. Am I, am I, feeling, am I selfish? Am I bad for, for also not wanting this? And you know what? So on that note, like I, I want this, but I also don't want this. Um, one of the things that I wish I had the confidence 
to say to my friends in like the first six months after I had a kid is like, I know that we can't hang out as much and I'm also sad about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause like you don't, you don't, you feel like you're just supposed to be like, I have a kid and I'm in love with them and everything about being a dad, mm-hmm. it's great or whatever. But like being emotionally mature enough to, to recognize that there are both sides to this. Like yeah. I do also, I am mourning the flexibility and spontaneity mm-hmm. that I used to have and the deeper relationships with you that are probably going to wane for at least yeah. for a season. Yeah. And I'm sad about that. I'm, I'm happy with the choice I made. I wouldn't mm-hmm. change it, but, yeah. mm-hmm. and it'd be good for your like friends without kids to hear that. Like, yeah. Oh, like I wish dude, I wish I could go like play pickup all tonight. Like, ugh, I miss that. I can't wait till like, our family's in a season where I can do that more. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that paints a picture of understanding like, oh, there's a season to this and I can respect that. Yeah. And I feel loved by the fact that you wish you could be here. And yeah, that, that's very different from sorry man, can't can't yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then that and then I just go like, oh kids suck. Well because we <laughs> yeah. but we convince ourselves that we're just being like that we're just being like plain spoken and normal about it. When in reality we're not actually like talking enough about it. We're mm-hmm. just going, eh, I can't. And we think that's appreciated, but actually we probably need to dive in a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. A cool, a cool conversation that I wish I had had, uh, with, with my friends is, uh, to say, yeah, there's, this is, there's a lot of change that, uh, this is requiring of me right now, but I still want to be your friend. Uh, but are you up for going through some of this change with me? Obviously this is going to change our friendship. So you yeah. know, you do, you do lose some friends when you get married because they're not up for changing and adjusting with you. And they're just like, well, I'm just going to keep doing the single friend lifestyle thing and have fun being married. Same thing happens when you start a family. Some, some of your buddies would be up for changing and adjusting with you and other people don't. And, and, and that sucks. It really does. Um, but for the friends who do want to change and adapt with you, um, maybe they just need some tips about, Hey, here's what's new. Here's what you can do to embrace what's new. And, you know, I want to talk about that. I want to figure that out. Cause you, cause you are worth it. Our, our friendship, this is important to me. Yeah. However you need to say that. Yeah. Cause I know like almost zero men that could have that conversation <laughs> using those words. Yeah. But like, you know, that vibe, <laughs> I like you. I still want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm gonna be harder yeah 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 maybe say it like that (laughs) so speaking of uh maybe having a a subjective opinion of the things that that are and aren't important and also making sure that we recognize the wider scope of human experience that extends beyond being a dad or a non-dad or a non-dad I think that's actually all of human experience. Oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah well, either dads or non-dads. Those are the two categories. <laughs> those two. Yeah. Uh, let's play a little game uh, called "You Know What I Hate," and in this game, uh, everything is everything is, uh, is is it's not just dad stuff. We're just going to talk about stuff that's terrible in the world. I'll go first. I hate dads. All right, <laughs> <discuss. laughs> oh no, we've heard that very clearly. Today. <laughs> Do you know what I hate? I hate when women use the term hubby to describe their husband. <laughs> and I feel like if I ever heard Amy say that, I would be so mad and I would never forgive her for it. Hubby is a very round word. I don't know if it's just, if it just it rhymes with chubby. Hubby is such an infantile phrase. Like, it's my hubby. I hate you know what else There's is? nothing in Hubby is extremely asexual. Yeah. Hubby's like, there used to be this oh, man I was attracted yes. to. And, and now, now he's I have, just my hubby. He's a I big used, amorphous blob who yeah. brings home cinnamon rolls for me. <laughs> I used to have a husband. Now I have a hubby. Mm. It's great. Uh, uh, I'm going to, just to build on that, you know what I hate? 
Men who refer to their wife as my bride. I knew you were going there. I hate it. It seems to be this very performative word where it's like, I don't have a wife. I have a bride. And it's like, no, you don't. You had a bride for like three hours one day. Now you have a wife. And you know what? Wives are great. It seems to like denigrate the word wife. Because it just assumes wives are like boring and, you know, stale and asexual. Like we were talking about the word hubby, but brides are exciting and beautiful yeah. and deserving of my love. I think I've too- never left the wedding day. It's been perpetually <laughs> under the chuppah. <laughs> <laughs> or as uh, Kelly, my wife's dad, called it, a chopey. <laughs> real, real thing. Uh, I think too, it, it kind of like. I, I think it, it it solidifies like the greatest thing about this woman is the fact that she got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. It's like, you know what's wonderful about her? That, that she, she was, was the one I married. Do you yes. know what the core tenet of her identity is? <laughs> She's a married to me. She married me. me. Yeah, and then yeah. I think too, when someone like says it to you, like and how's your bride? Oh, also, uh, so the four weird. of us like live life in the church. It's probably it's also very very much right. a church. If you don't live in the church, just judge us. We deserve uh, it. This is one of the weird things about us. But it's it's one of those things where I feel like when someone says, "How's your bride?" It's also like passive aggressive. It's mm-hmm. like, "How's your bride?" Parentheses. Are you still treating her like your bride? Because yeah. that's what she is. Oh, yeah. And it's in that that's tone true. of voice. Yeah. It's kind of like. Yeah. It, I feel like it has to be accompanied with like a like a one arm on your shoulder, yeah. like yeah, bad. Breath. How's your bride? All like a, like a shoulder rub that you kind of want to shake off. Yeah, you know that's awful. S'mores. Think they're totally overrated. Oh my gosh, that's, I could not agree more. I think they're super overrated. Agreed. I really? think plain Hershey's chocolate is boring. Do you I think hate the graham crackers are okay? Yes. No, I'm down for the mess. I think marshmallows are I, good. I prefer the mess. I honestly, have you seen me? I love the mess. It's How just could you not like the flavor. I think they're so overrated. Weird. I think the idea. It's one of those things. The idea of s'mores is awesome. I totally and the agree. Taste Tyler. is. I would rather eat most desserts. Finally, someone that. is standing up to big s'more. Andy <laughs> likes s'mores. <laughs> Uh, no. What's no. going on with you guys? It's so weird to me. No. Join us next week as we talk about what traumatic thing happened with the Madsen boys mm-hmm. and s'mores. You know what I hate? Mm. I hate that girls are allowed to wear yoga pants and I am not. Mm. Oh, Here's okay. the thing. Have you seen you in yoga pants? Here's the thing. <laughs> I gotta imagine he looks pretty dang good in so, pants. I decided to match my daughter for Halloween this year, oh, and yeah. she was dressed as a strawberry with green tights and this red shirt that my wife made, and I thought it'd be really funny to match her, and my wife made me a costume that matches her <laughs> that includes green tights. And let me tell you, it's the most comfortable I've been yeah. in my entire life <laughs> by a mile. Oh, yeah. And I went to this this little thing at Julian's preschool where all the kids were dressed up. We were told other parents will be dressing up. My wife, my wife was dressed up as Lloyd Ninjago from I the Ninjago it's, movie. It's Lloyd. Lloyd. I was dressed up. None of the other parents were dressed up. Trisha kept saying, are you embarrassed? And I just said, can I wear these to work tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. It's I'll- an unfair double standard. We've talked about this before. Men have been unfairly maligned in this society <laughs> for long enough. It's time to stand up. I'll wear compression tights when I'm running, and I always find myself going, "Can I just walk into a coffee shop with these on?" Uh, like, like, but like, women can wear them to like work. Whenever I, I, I dropped Atley off at preschool, it's like the entire population of moms said, "Guys, that's all wear yoga pants it's every single day." So comfy, I get it. Also, oversized they know sunglasses. Something we don't. Yeah. All right. You know who I hate? 
Oh, Who? Ooh, wow. Garth Brooks. What's his deal? <laughs> the dude's making a comeback, and all of a sudden now everyone's going to his concerts and like like they like Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the SNL skit, though, uh, where he writes a love song with the devil? Yeah. With Will Ferrell? But you know I'm not saying Garth Brooks is good at it. Here's my deal yeah, about Will that. Will Ferrell's pretty good yeah. about that. That's a very funny the sketch. The F-word hurts Fast my fingers. The car on the highway, <laughs> on the byway, <laughs> Mr. Robotron. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very funny skit, but if you want a great example of why you should hate Garth Brooks, the final, like, 30 seconds of that, where he's actually writing a song about the devil doesn't know love songs or something like that, that's Garth Brooks in a nutshell. He's a cheese ball. He's corny. He's tacky. I hate him. I hear that. <laughs> you know what I hate? Uh, how all of a sudden now I'm in this stage where I don't know what's happening with my pants, but 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 no 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 for next week's episode. next week where you're going to find out what happened with Andy's pants. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Hey Dad podcast. Um, provided that we as a as the four of us uh, can actually maintain our relationships and friendships. There will be a next episode of the TBD. Hey Dad podcast. Gosh, I hope so. Uh, Ty, as, long as, uh, as long as these three guys, like, it's not nap time for their kids or something. I think <laughs> yeah. we should be able to find time to get together. Yeah. Tyler will try to uh, squeeze it in between his two brunches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Tyler, why'd you tell us what uh, we could expect on the next episode of the Hey Dad podcast? Yeah, well, I really hope we get around to it because it's supposed to be great. We have lined up four-time Super Bowl champion Joe Montana uh, with us to talk about how Han totally shot first. <laughs> Sweet. It's a little sub for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Except well, for Greedo. He's not going to like yeah, it. Yeah, Greedo's bad, bad, bad episode for Greedo. <laughs> well, that's all for the Hey Dad podcast. Uh, I'm Kevin. I'm Andy. I'm Derek. I'm Tyler. Love you. Bye.